doesn't make any sense, does it? And I'm Jace. Well, to start this week, I just want to uh, give a couple of shout-outs. Um, we've had lots of uh, good feedback from the first couple of shows. People have said some good things and some bad things, and we've taken all that on board. You might hear this week that Willie's got a new headset, so um, nobody else will be able to moan about his janky blooming microphone voice. Yep, testing one, two, three. Yep, sounds all right to me, mate. Um, and other than that, yeah, as I say, a couple of shout-outs. We uh, managed to get a couple of our first two iTunes reviews this week. So, um, Will, I think you want to read the first one out? Yeah, the first one just came from uh, my mate Stevie, who's given us a lovely five-star review and managed to put in, amongst all the positives, just a little couple of criticisms, but we'll take that on the chin, won't we? Yeah, that's it, mate. It's, it's all about progressing it, and if, we're not, if we don't know we're doing something wrong, then obviously we'll keep doing it. So, uh, and to be fair, one of his critiques is that the first episode was too long, and I can't say I don't I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, it was a bit of a monster, but uh, it was it was a one-off as well. So, uh, yeah, swings and roundabouts there. But yeah, thanks for that one, Stevie. Um, the second one we got was from um, a guy called Welsh H. Um, I've seen him around on Twitter, and uh, I know he's also one of the Midlife Gamer crew. Um, he's given us a nice review as well. He's very positive about it. Um, so yeah, thanks a lot. Cheers, guys. Um, yeah, thanks. We always appreciate the iTunes reviews and hopefully we can get a few more for the next one. Yep, don't be shy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So, Will, what have you been up to this week, mate? Um, Quite a few things, to be honest. Go on then. Um, what you got? I had a bit of a Xbox onslaught because a lot of my stuff came in the post. So, I mean, first of all, what did I get first? I got Neo, um, as advertised by Dan from the iBots. Yeah, the near evangelist himself, is, uh, yeah. he's got us both onto that one, hasn't he? Yeah, I played um, about two hours of it, and, into it, and I'm not 100% sure what I think of it just yet. I was enjoying it, but I, I fought a boss that got a wee bit bullet hellish, if you know what I mean, like one of the old Castlevania bosses where you need to learn the patterns and dodge and use the right attacks at the right time, and oh, I don't know if I can be bored with that kind of stuff right now. Do you know yeah, what I, mean? I think I'll, I'll be all over that. I, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but um, I'm certainly looking to get into that fairly shortly when I finish another couple of things off. Um, but yeah, I think um, we've got to give it a bit of an open mind and keep trying to slog through. Yeah, I'll play a little bit more and I'll, I'll talk about it in a future episode when I've actually given it more than a couple of hours. Yeah, I think I'll do the same, mate, because I say I want to get onto it and we can maybe talk about it together. Yeah. Also, um, I managed to get the Mass Effect DLC, the extended cut. Oh, I see, the, the, the proper ending, as I want to call it, yeah? Yeah. Luckily enough, I was able to just load up my save file at the last mission. I'm not going to get all spoilery, because I know you haven't actually finished Mass Effect 2, Jace. <laughs> yeah, right, I'm behind the times, as always. Yeah. So, but what I will say is, I was satisfied by the end, and there is still a couple of loopholes, uh, well, not loopholes, plot holes, and s- some things that aren't un- like quite answered, but Tell me a game that doesn't end like that. 
Well, I say you've always got to leave something open, haven't you? I know they've said it's only going to be a trilogy, but there's bound to be something that spins off from it. In my opinion, it still kind of leaves it that it would be really, really very difficult for them to make anything after the end of the Mass Effect 3. I'd imagine anything from now on is going to be like a spin-off or a prequel or something like that. And I'd imagine this will, this will be the last game we'll see Shepard in. La la la, spoilers. Right, fair enough. Is that a spoiler? <laughs> it's not a spoiler, but um, before you get any further, I'm going to take you away from that. Right. Well, uh, what else I've got was I've I just got my copy of Walking Dead episode two. Yeah, the second one's coming out, and uh, as I was saying to you the other day, um, I haven't even played the first one yet because I was waiting. I've, I've got the points saved up. Um, I was waiting until I had time to play the trial, so I could get through the first one. Um, and think about think about getting both and then play them kind of back to back. I'm at that point now. I've kind of played the trial, so I'm I'm probably going to purchase it very shortly. Yeah. Plus, I've got to say, I mean, the first one was 400 points, and it took me half a day. Like I think it was a Sunday when I had nothing else to do, and from the afternoon all the way up to dinner time, just playing it. So you're talking about at least five hours worth of gameplay, and the second episode's definitely following in its footsteps. In fact, I would say it's kind of ramped it up, ramped up the tension, and some of the choices that makes you make, like some of the things that makes you decide can be a bit like, oh, I don't know, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure what I want to do. The, what I like about it is, without getting spoilery, is you know, in your Mass Effects and other such games, you always have the the good choice and the bad choice. Yeah. This doesn't seem to have good choices or bad choices. You're, All right. So it greys the areas a bit more rather than just making it black and white. Yeah, yeah which is what I enjoy because when I play um, Mass Effect, the, the, I'm just using that as an example because obviously I've only just played it the other night. But um, when I play that, I tend to always go for like the good choice because that's what I want my character to be, the good guy. In this game, I, I, I actually think more about the thing rather than just going, oh, go for this blue option here. Do you know what I mean? But... Yeah, but I've not quite finished it. I'm only about halfway through, and it's definitely got some adult themes in it. And so it's still worth the money, though, yeah. Yes, definitely. Um, I'll I'll let let you know next week how I got on with it. But yeah, excellent. Yeah, I think again, I won't be spoiled. these as well. I think um, I think these from what I've played from the from just the trial of the first episode. I think it is right up my street. Um, I like the way, the way they put it together with the um, with the, the point and click, but not, you know. So, yeah, it's quite good. One thing I have, I have noticed about it that I hope they do something to kind of change it up a bit. It seems to be that, I mean, it's it's divided into chapters. Each, like, kind of, like, episode one is divided up to, say, I think it was, like, six chapters. And it seems to be that the start of each chapter, you get to just kind of wander about safe and speak to all your whoever's with you at the time, if anybody, and have all your conversations, and then you trigger something that will start the next event. And then when you finish that, the the chapter ends, and you get back to a point where you're able to just kind of wander around and talk to everybody. I would like them to kind of shake shake that up a little bit, because sometimes I think there's points like that where you feel a little bit too safe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you don't want to feel safe in a, in a zombie game of any description, really, do you? But I've got absolute faith in them. I think but I've got a good feeling that they'll do something to kind of mix it up eventually. Cool. Yeah, sounds good. Anything else on the Xbox, mate? Um, well, apart from that, uh, 
recently started up a, a kind of co-op Guitar Hero thing with my little cousins. Oh, right, yeah. And um, it was only just the other night, but they spoke about how they would like to um, like just kind of come up once a week. I said maybe every fortnight, I don't know. But um, we've, we've basically got the two guitars and a set of drums, and we're currently working our way through Guitar Hero World Tour, which I've had in my cupboard for about three years, all the equipment, and never used. It's one of them things, I mean, if you don't have the wherewithals and, and the, the regular times that people come round, you, you can't have any sort of flow with it, you know. And it becomes one of those things that you pull out every so often, like a quiz game or something. Yeah, I remember when I got Guitar Hero 3, and I had one guitar, and um, I was playing it quite a lot, and my mates used to come up all the time, and in order to play the kind of two-player battles against each other, someone was using an Xbox controller as a guitar, and we were screaming out for the, the other instruments. Yeah. And then suddenly when I got them, we play, I got them at Christmas one year from my mum, and basically we, my mates came around on Boxing Day, we all got drunk, and we all like, got it right into it, microphone and everything, and then no one ever wanted to play it again. Typical. <laughs> so it's been sitting <laughs> gathering dust. So I'm really, I'm really pleased that I'm getting a reason to use this stuff, and I've wiped all the dust off my drum kit. <laughs> I'm actually thinking about once we finish the world tour, I'm looking through, and some of the versions of the games compatible with this are are quite cheap now without the instruments. So I'm looking at buying my way through some of them, maybe one every couple of months. Yeah, well, that's it. If you haven't gone through them all before, it keeps it fresh. It brings something new to the party, doesn't it? All the time. Yeah. Nice. Uh, that's it for games. Um, apart from that, uh, what have I been doing? Been reading some comics. Of course. Go on yeah. then, the local console ninjas comic nerd. Tell us all. <laughs> well, basically, I got my hands on the new Before Watchmen comics, which I've, I've had a little bit of a rant on Twitter about. But basically, you've never read the Watchmen comics, have you? No, mate. You can you can safely say that I probably haven't read anything you asked me about. <laughs> um, the dictionary. Yes, I've read those lots of times. <laughs> yeah, have, have you at least seen the movie of The Watchmen? I have, yes. Yeah, very good movie. In fact, I actually have it paused at the moment, ready to watch the the end of when we finish recording. <laughs> um, basically, it's. I think a lot of people already know this, but it's prequel comics. They're good. I mean, it's what it is is there's um there's I think it's seven limited series, and each one focuses on an individual character, and it's like doing their own story, and I think it's going to kind of build up to where they were, in the original Watchmen story, but I don't know they're good, but the original Watchmen was almost perfect, and I mean if you're going to build something off of that, it can't be good. Do you know what I mean? It needs to be the same, or else what's the point in doing it? Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But You've got to keep I, that same level, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm a bit of a daft collector and fanboy, so I'll probably still collect every single issue of every one of these and spend all my money on it and give them justification for actually making them. <laughs> so if, when they bring out the next set of maybe sequel comics, it's my fault, guys. Sorry. It's all on me. Problem. And that also brings us round to the Midlife Gamer Comics Club that started up recently. Have you seen this, Jess? I noticed that, yeah, a few of the lads over there were talking about it. Yeah, basically what they're going to do over there is, um, but there's been a thread open up there for a, for a few weeks now and everyone's just been kind of throwing in what comics they've read and what their favourite comics have been and stuff like that. And someone said that they are part of a comics club that they go to and they basically they get the comic to take away with them 
and they come back and talk about it the next week. Now, we can't obviously afford to do that, but the idea is every month we're going to select a comic off Amazon that's under £10. Hmm. You know, one of those kind of big graphic novel-style ones. Yeah. And you'll have a limited amount of time, and then you get to come on. There's like a specific thread on the forum to come and talk about it. So I'm looking forward to that. The first comic this month is um, Batman, The Killing Joke. Oh, it sounds good. A good reason to to get people into it, and it might pull in a few people that didn't know they were comic nerds and increase your little group of comic nerd fucking weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> very, a very non-judgmental approach there, Jess. That's me, mate, always. Yeah, plus it'll give me a, a reason to expand my library as well. So yeah, definitely, yeah. So what about you, mate? What have you been up to this week? Oh, I've been up to this and that, mate. Um, I'll talk gaming first. Um... Xbox-wise, I, I need to get off Minecraft. I, I keep looking at other games thinking, I need to play that. I need to play that. As you say, I'm still halfway through Mass Effect 2. I need to get off Minecraft. It's sucking away my life. I'm having so much fun, and it's fantastic, but I need to stop. It is literally digital crack. So what's been happening in Minecraft, then? Well, what have you been up to? What have you been building? Anything? A giant R2-D2 or something? I haven't even built that. If if there was something massive to show for it, then I'd be even happier. But um, no, I think it's just building little buildings here and there. And I think I spent a lot of this week trying to work out the uh, fast travel through the Nether with the portals and stuff because yeah. that was a bit of a nightmare for us before, wasn't it? But I think we've we've kind of got that nearly sussed now, so we're getting there. But I, d- I do need to make a conscious effort now to play these other games and uh, and get off the Minecraft. But we also have the Console Ninja's secret project that we were working on that's now pretty much finished. That's it, yeah. Yeah, you were talking about this briefly before. The underwater tunnel that leads between two islands that we've we've built, a big glass tunnel. It was something we wanted to do before, wasn't it? And um, working out the the logistics of getting it to work. Um, So you finished off the tunnel and uh, you've got some nice fire underneath it and that gives gives it a nice bit of atmosphere under the water. But trying to get the water to behave itself on the top... Oh my god. It looks like you've almost got it. There's still a bit of kind of weird current going on over the top of it, but it's better than it was when I finished with it, where there was like big square chunks of water floating and stuff like that. If it, if it even obeyed some sort of laws of fluid dynamics, it'd be nice. I don't expect it to be perfect when it's in metre square blocks, but when you can have just a sea of water with a six metre hole. Um, where there's no water right in the centre of it. It's, um, yeah, it's frustrating, to say the least. Yeah. Have you been enjoying my Minecraft pranks, Jess? No, I have not been enjoying your Minecraft pranks. <laughs> what did I so, do to you first? So last night, I think you were a bit drunk, were you not? Yes. Yeah, so you came on and decided to fill my house with dirt, which was not very nice, thank you very much. Yeah, that was funny, but... It was it was fairly funny. So today I left the left the world open as well for you to go on again, and I come back and my house is now full of water, which is just flowing out of the front door, flowing out through the the back door, flowing into the pool. What's going on, Will? I basically I just learned the water physics, and you had suggested me making a few buckets so that I could get buckets of lava to fuel my furnaces. And um, while I was doing it, I'd learned how the water physics worked a little bit. So basically, I just went into your place and just put four sources of water up on top and, and your ceiling <laughs> just let the water flow through your entire house yeah that was nice well it gave my son and my wife a bit of something to laugh about anyway so fair <laughs> enough hope you enjoyed it 
Yeah, I did. Other than Minecraft, um, I've been zipping around between lots of different games, really. Um, in between Minecraft sessions, I've played some Dirt 3, somebody lent me that. So, um, so I'm working through the main campaign, if you like, on the... Um, or the tour mode, whatever it's called, on Dirt 3. And that's, that's been all right. It's, um, it's difficult in places. It's been a while since I've played a rally game. So, um, well, you did have your um, Dirt 3 tournament that you went to, didn't you? Yeah, well, that was the Dirt Showdown thing, wasn't it? The, um, the Before the game got released, there was little competitions up and down the country to try and uh, find the best at, at, at Dirt Showdown before it came out. And um, I went down there with a couple of the midlife gamer lads and didn't win, so I don't really want to talk about it. I'm still right. about Sort of that. topic then, obviously. Yeah, as it is, mate. Nobody likes to lose, especially me. Um, other than that, I think, um, well, yeah, the other night we had a good little good little night, didn't we, with the uh, guys from the AI bots. They joined yeah. us. We're chatting, Dan. That's it, when we were trying to find some games to play, weren't we? And it was one of those typical things. There's four lads. You want to play something co-op, but for any given game, there's only three of you who got the game. We decided we were going to play Left 4 Dead, which I think was your suggestion. Yes. We went on. Um, and you turned out to be the only one that hasn't got a copy of Left 4 Dead at the moment. <laughs> and then we tried to play Red Dead. Three of us had it out of the four. We tried to play Gears. Three of us had it out of the four. So generally, it was a bit of a pain in the arse. We ended up settling on Trials in the end, didn't we? And we played a little bit of Halo. Halo yeah, 3, though. Wasn't, wasn't yeah. a good Halo. <laughs> Halo 3. We tried a bit of Borderlands, a bit of Trials, didn't we? So... Just zipping around between the games. Um, I think we need to get back on and play something like Battlefield or something like that because um, I know them boys are into that. Yeah. We'll see, won't we, mate? We'll see. Anyway, other than that, what have I been doing? What have I been doing? Um, I've been playing... Um, oh, I've been playing lots and lots of New Star Soccer on the iPad. Have you seen this? No, no, you've kind of I told me to spoke. get it before and I've never ever bothered. That's it. I think I briefly spoke about it on the previous show, but um, it's like... a a football RPG kind of thing. It's only 69p. And, um, yeah, it's really good. Um, I'm not going to talk too much about it because I think I did touch on it before. Um, what have I done other than that? Um, oh. there's, been, there's been Ticket to Ride. Me and you have been playing. Yeah, Ticket to Ride has been quite good. We've, we've recently learned you can play it that kind of turn-based way where you can come back and take your, your goal later on. And like... It's the ideal thing, isn't it? Using the game centre. Um, just inv- invite one of your friends off there and if they've got the game, they can uh, join you. And it is like playing... A proper board game with your fingers on a screen, which yeah. is nuts. It also works with worms as well, but someone never takes a turn on worms. Yeah, okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm too busy playing Minecraft usually. And I think the only other thing I've been playing, um, I had a little purchase actually. I had a little purchase. Um, oh, treating yourself, yeah. Well, that's it. And, and you know, I'm a bit of a retro head as well because I'm old, as you like to remind me. There's a new game retro game shop open in Birmingham. Um, it's a guy called Rob who's got another shop over the other side of Birmingham. There's also one now opened in the Custer Factory in Birmingham, which is quite close to the centre. So um, he invited me down. I popped down there. And, um, yeah, there's a nice old selection of games and stuff. Um, loads of lovely consoles. Um, I was very tempted by a Dreamcast. Also very tempted by an N64, actually, which isn't even one of my favourite consoles. But um... what, Was there anything special about it, or was it just... No, there was, he did. He has got a couple of special edition ones going through there from time to time, but um, I don't know. It was, it was more of a morbid curiosity, really, with the N64 because it wasn't one that I played myself, as we've previously spoken. But in the end, I settled on a limited edition boxed uh, Game Boy Advance SP, which is a fantastic little console. Yeah, but I, you showed me a picture of it, and it, is it the kind of retro? 
It's, it's meant to look like a Nintendo pad or something yeah, it, like that. It, it, it's got um, the graphics of like a NES, really. Um, it's got the stickers on the outside of like the uh, cooling vents on the NES, and um, the buttons are all coloured like a NES controller. So it's it's quite a cute little thing. And while I was there, I had a little rummage in their Game Boy box. Um, all the little cartridges are in there, loose. Um, and I found myself a copy of original Tetris, so I was happy as Larry. <laughs> that's you then? You, you don't need anything else? No, that's it. No, that's it. I probably don't need to buy any more games ever again. <clears throat> so you can all expect in episode 4, Jace, to have absolutely no games to speak about then, because he's now got Tetris. That's what else you can tell us about all the lines <laughs> that he's got, or that, that time that he managed to get a Tetris? Oh, I'm always getting Tetris, man. I'm a master. Um, yeah, so Henry... Um, is around the Birmingham area anytime. Um, have a look out for uh, My Retro World or at My Retro World on Twitter. Um, and the guys over there will sort you out because um, they sorted me out. Yeah, you're going to take us there when, well, you're going to take me there when we go to Gplex, aren't you, next month? That's, that's it, yeah, because um, when we do go to Gplex for all the Gonzo Planet guys, there's um, it's only about a mile away, or maybe not even that, probably half a mile away from the place where it's being held. So it'd be ideal just to pop over there and uh, gush over some retro for a while. I uh, don't have the monies. Uh, monies, bleh, don't worry about monies. I'm sure I'll get something. I'll find something yeah. interesting. Even, even if it's only a, I mean, a couple of quid cartridge, you know what I mean? There might be something. Even if you haven't got the system, you might find a cartridge you want and then it might prompt you to get a system when you've got some more money. Yeah. Other than that, I think the only other thing I'd want to talk about is I managed to get an order code through the other day for my Raspberry Pi. Have you seen these? No. It's not the kind of Raspberry Pi that you'd like me like it to be. It's um, the, the Raspberry Pi is it's kind of an educational tool, really. Um, that's what they're selling it as. But basically, it's a, a computer that runs off a board the size of a credit card. Um, and on that board, you've, you've got an ARM processor, an ARM 11 processor. You've got built-in memory, and you've got all your ports on. There. You've got HDMI output, um, sound output. It runs off an SD card. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be a nice little toy to play with, I think. Unfortunately, the lead time for it is about 11 weeks, but um, yeah, it should be good. So what actual use is it going to be, or is it just for some sort of kind of nerd enjoyment, uh, tweaking with it and stuff? The initiative is all about getting kids to program on computers and stuff again, because the, the programming thing has kind of been lost over the years. Um, and this is an ideal little platform for kids to control basic robots um, and just use this this little computer to, to do some programming on and stuff, and I think that's where the whole thing is going. It's really worth um, having a look at if you've got any mild interest in it. Um, I think it's raspberrypi.org or something like that. And um, yeah, if you know what I'm going to do, mate, I'm going to try and play some games on it. I'm going to try and get it to run Tetris of some description, no doubt. <laughs> on Minecraft. Yeah, on Minecraft. <laughs> so if that's all we've been up to, has there been any news that's kind of took your interest this week? It looks like it's a bit slower than it, mate. To be honest, it's that whole summer thing, isn't it? Where not a great deal is going on news-wise. Um, there's a couple of things. Uh, what did I see? I see that uh, Square Enix are coming out and saying they're not going to make a remake of Final Fantasy VII really? until such until such time as they can make another role-playing game that is better than bigger than it. So I don't know what that's all about. So basically, what they're saying is they're never going to make a Final Fantasy VII remake then. Well, it's very unlikely they're going to make something that's that big. I mean, it's sold what ten million copies or something worldwide, and they're not with the shit they've been pushing out like Final Fantasy Thirteen. They they got no chance, have they? I think that ten million copies, mate. I think I may be responsible for at least a million of those copies. To be honest, well, between the two of us, that's probably we've probably got half of them. But um, what can you what can you do? That they're pushing out these these shitty games which don't live up to the legacy. 
all anyone wants is a proper remake or a, a proper reimagining of in the Final Fantasy VII style. Um, why don't you just give people what they want, and then you'll make money off that, and Bob's your uncle. I don't, I don't see how they can lose. Do you think they're frightened that they'll get it wrong? I think they're frightened that they'll make this game um, and it will kill the whole series off, and nobody will want to play their whatever reimaginings they make afterwards. And I don't know. I'm no game developer, mate. I don't know anything about stuff, really. Um, I, just, I just know that I like games and I like Final Fantasy VII, so sort it out, boys. Sure. When was the last time you enjoyed a Final Fantasy game? Um, does this not include going back to the ones from before? The last time you enjoyed a Final Fantasy game would be Final Fantasy VII. No, because no, I, I enjoyed nine. Oh, did you? Like, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. So nine, that's what I, I would probably agree with that. I think ten was decent. See, I didn't. I didn't play ten or X two or twelve, whatever they were, the ones that came out on the PlayStation two. Yeah, I've had I've had everything going basically. Because I think it's when they went all subscription-y that I didn't want to play. Well, they didn't all go that way. That was just Final Fantasy Eleven. Was it? Yeah, so I got all mixed up with those. I, I don't really know. Well, basically, what you had was um, obviously you had your seven, eight, and nine on the P- the PlayStation one. Which yep. all, all three of them, them and my eyes were awesome. Obviously, seven being the best in my opinion. Yeah, in their own ways, I think they were all very good. Yeah, as I said, I wouldn't say like eight wasn't as good as seven, but I wouldn't say it was dropped. It had dropped in quality. It was just I uh, maybe resonated with the characters in seven a bit more. And the same with nine. They were, all three of those games were pretty excellent games. Final Fantasy ten, I think, could have been good. Except they had to add in this character that you would go that wasn't from that world, and it all felt a little bit never-ending story, hmm. to be honest. And um, maybe if they took him out and they had just stuck to the to Yuna's story, maybe it'd have been better. But then they attempted that in the the sequel to that game, the Ten Two, where where they got rid of Tidus and just had you go as Yuna, and that was just a steaming pile of shit because it was basically just like a typical Japanese dress-up game. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then I tried Final Fantasy Eleven when it came out. Did you ever did you ever give that an attempt? No, no, I, d- I didn't have any visibility of that one at all, mate. Well, th- I mean, I had never played an MMO at this point, and I was absolutely enthralled by the Final Fantasy series. I'd become a bit of a fanboy at, th- at this point, and the idea that I-, I was willing to play this without even having tried it, I was I was willing to pay the money for it. I upgraded my computer to be able to play it. But oh, it was, it's awful. It's not not awful in the way that you would maybe make fun of uh, not Minecraft, uh, Warcraft for being awful. Yep. But I mean, really awful. Like the first enemies you're fighting are like dumb sheep, which we're looking at you near. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, that was awful as well. And then twelve tried to do this weird mechanic where you didn't actually control your whole squad; you only controlled the one character, and I think it just all kind of fell apart. Yeah. So it got to the point where Thirteen's just isn't even like a Final Fantasy game anymore. Yeah, it all went off the rails, mate. And I don't know. I think they they want to keep the name alive. I mean, I guess the two comments I would make about it is one that wouldn't making this game if if it's all kind of falling apart now, wouldn't making this one game this game kind of bring people back on course to liking the franchise anyway. Which means they're more more than likely to sell their next steaming pile of shit that they bring out, just based on the fact that they brought out the remake of Final Fantasy VII, and also I would say, where the hell's Kingdom Hearts three? Yeah, I think the, the 
there's a lot of questions we can ask, mate, and I think people have been asking for a long time. And Square Enix going to make their own um, minds up, really, aren't they? It's, it's up to them, and it's their baby, and they'll piss us off as long as they really want to. All right, so let's get off this. Go on. What else is there, mate? Well, there's the announcement about the the Halo Four Spartan Ops multiplayer. Oh yes, please, yes, please. Go on, tell me about this. Well, I mean, they've, I think I don't know if they've completely replaced the firefight mode, but no one was really playing that anyway. Um, it's just Halo's answer to an, an extra co-op campaign. Basically, you just you customize your Spartan, you go out and do these little missions together in a in a team, and the idea is what they're gonna they're gonna do it in seasons. And in season one, they're going to bring out five missions per week for ten weeks. Wow! So that's fifty missions you're going to have by the end of the tenth week. You can't imagine with that many coming out that they're going to be very long. But I suppose yeah. with with that many, you don't need them to be, do you? Plus, it's probably going to be very replayable. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to be like story based or anything. It's just like missions to do, just to jump on and play a couple of missions together, level up a bit. Well, that's and... it. If they're going to, if they're going to put some. Um... Some like metagame points in for achievements and stuff like that. With the announcement comes, they're, they're calling it um, episode one. This, this, these fifty missions. Does that mean that there's going to be an, an episode two that's going to come out with? Oh, sorry, season two that's going to come out with an extra fifty ones later, and maybe just a bit of extra DLC or something. Well, I say perhaps they're leaving the door open to uh, raking some more cash off gullible Halo nerds like us. Yeah, but <laughs> I mean, if it, who cares? Yeah. Anything else? Um, I don't think so. For me, as I say, it's a slow one, mate. Um, the I think the uh, Eurogamer lineup came out this week, didn't it? It did. Go on then. Um, I, I didn't properly read into this. I saw, I saw it pop up on Twitter from the Eurogamer um, account, but I didn't actually read in. So, what what can we expect when we travel down there for our four days, mate? Well, looking at the list, we have Assassin's Creed Three, mm. which I'm absolutely dying for because you know I'm a bit of a Assassin's Creed fanboy. Must be more flags for me to find as well. Good, good. Yep. Then we've got Just Dance 4, which I know you'll be loving. <laughs> I certainly will not. <laughs> and then, as if anyone cared, Far Cry 3. Um, well, are they not saying it's going to return to the Far Cry roots and that, which I, I enjoyed the original Far Cry. Um, right. I don't just... think I played the second one, but um, people talk badly about it, so... I don't know. It might be good. It might not. I didn't. I didn't enjoy Far Cry Two, mate. So I'll take a look when I'm there. But uh, the next game on the list is Rocksmith. Have you heard of this? Is this the um, real guitar thing? Is that yeah, the one it's, you... it's basically like your Guitar Heroes. Only you, as you say, you get you get a real if you buy the full kit, you get their kind of real guitar with it. But can't you plug in any guitar? There can't you? Can, you can, if you've already got an electric guitar, you can plug it through. That's right, mate. Um, so. Basically, you don't even need to, if you've already got one, that saves you money as well. All you need is their special kind of jack that plugs into the Xbox or PlayStation or whatever. So it sounds pretty crazy. Um, being able to to let a game help you learn to play the guitar is essentially where they're going, I suppose. Well, I mean, Guitar Hero and Rock Band already had it with the drums, didn't they? So, like. The, playing the drums on that was almost. When, by the time you were on Expert, you were almost actually playing the drums like the real band. All right, yeah. I was shit at drums, so I never got past the medium, I don't think. Oh, I, can't, I can't do the foot pedals. So. I've got uh, no rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Next on the list is Resident Evil 6. You interested in this? Not asked in the slightest. You know me, I don't like Resident Evil, so you'll be all over it. Move on. <laughs> Devil May Cry, the remake. 
I haven't spent much time on Devil May Cry, so um, I'm interested to have a look and see what I've been missing out on. But well, if it's a remake, that. the best thing is you're not getting in in the middle of the series. This is what put me off Devil May Cry 4, because I missed out on Devil May Cry 3 Okay. on the, on the PlayStation. I don't know why, I don't know for what reason, because 1 and 2 were fantastic, and I just never ever got a copy of 3 to try it. So I never bothered before because I was like, oh, I don't know where the story is anymore. So it'll be good to for someone like me to get into it from the beginning again. Yeah. Hmm. And then there's Lost Planet Three. Any thoughts on that? I know that people have. This, this sounds rather like what we said before that people like the first one, didn't like the second one, and they're trying to bring it back with the third one. Um, I don't know, mate. Um, I don't. I don't like the first one. So. I don't, I don't like the first one, so I'll, I'll just leave that one out. Again, I'll try it if the queue is small enough. Oh yeah, we're going to have a look when we and uh, see, what we, see what we can play. I'm, I'm open to play anything, to be honest. I'm, I'm open to have a look, and you, you can't really judge until you've got your hands on it, can you? No. Nah. And then you've got Hitman Absolution. Yeah, I've seen. Hit, Hitman's another game where I wish I'd gone back to. Um, I played through on a fairly mediocre difficulty level, which isn't like me. Um, and I quite enjoyed them, but um, yeah, it's been a while since I've played one. I've never played a Hitman game in my life. Oh man, so. I think I think you're patient enough to play Hitman the way it needs to be played. I think if they make it um, beginner, like newbie friendly, and I don't mean from a difficulty point of view, I mean from a story point of view. As long as I'm not coming in and there's like 15 established characters and I'm supposed to know who these people are, then I'll be fine. But I'll give it now, a I, th- I think they've got to, man. I don't think there are 15 established characters. You've only got Agent 47 and uh, people to kill. Everyone else is a target, I think. Right. Uh, and last but not least is the very rapey Tomb Raider. <laughs> oh, yeah. Rape Simulator 2012. Yeah. I've never... Again, it's one of those games... I played Tomb Raider on the original PlayStation, but if anyone remembers the first few levels on that, there was barely anything to kill. But it wasn't about killing, though. It was a it was about making the jumps and, and all that stuff, wasn't it? It was. I, I don't think of it as a, as a shooter, really, too, man. I think of it more as a like a platform thing, yeah, like a, a fancy platform game. If it's not a shooter, then why give you dual wielding pistols with infinite ammo from the beginning and nothing to shoot with them? Chicks with guns, come on! If it's surely for those sections, you could have had to put the guns away and not have them. Out. I know you can put them. Up, you know what I mean? It just. I didn't get it when I was younger, running about these empty caves, and every so often you get to shoot a wolf, and then you're running about for another 20 minutes before you see anything else. I didn't, I didn't get it. But I'm going to give this one a go, because it's a reboot again, and the graphics look stunning, as does Lara Croft. <laughs> and yeah. by that, I mean the actress that they've, they've posted up who's playing her. Yeah, of course you do, of course you do. <laughs> Nobody's ever touched themselves over Lara Croft. Not a single person, mate. <laughs> so is that no, it, mate? Is no, that all? No, uh... that thing where they, they kind of thing where they kind of stand in the corner and try and turn the camera angle around to get a better angle on her before that's never happened before. So. No, no, nobody's ever done that. Oh. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> is that it, mate? Music, it's yeah. a bit of a slow news week, as I say, and there's there's not a great deal that I want to talk about. Um, so yeah, should we call it a break? Yeah, call it there.
too. Um, hope you enjoyed a little bit of break music there. I think it was pretty cool. So this week we're going to do something a bit different, as you um, might have got from a flavour of from the break music. We are going to talk about a specific genre this week. We're not going to always talk about a game when we go into our rambling section. Um, so this week's genre we're going to talk about beat 'em ups. What are you saying, Will? Beat 'em ups. Don't like them. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's that one. That's, right, that's it. Episode, episode three gone. <laughs> no, what do you want to do then? We we talk about our first experience. Would yeah, go on then. We've got to start at the beginning, don't we? Because um, beat 'em ups are more than a lot of genres. Beat 'em ups have, have moved on. There's loads of ways that people have found to punch people in the face over the years. So my first experience of uh, beat 'em ups was probably I'm back on the spectrum. They had beat 'em ups that early. Wow. Yes, they did have beat 'em ups. Don't be so don't be so rude, young whippersnappers. But <laughs> it was uh, probably a wonderful game which will tweak a few people mem- people's memories. Called Way of the Exploding Fist, which is still one of the best beat 'em up names. What do you think of that? It sounds like a John Claude Van Damme movie. Exactly, and that's what it, well, that's that's kind of the what they're getting at. I think Way of the Exploding Fist. It's kind of um, it was uh, a one-on-one fighting. Uh, game and different directions on your joystick because you only had an eight direction joystick and one button um it was combinations directions and buttons would do different moves um it was early so it was a bit janky and there was no special moves or anything like that you know it was was pretty basic this direction and and press the button to punch and stuff but um as a game it was fantastic there was you had progression through harder and harder characters and stuff um, so it kind of set the foundations for me. Um, the same sort of time that Eight Bit Generation, you had things like um, Yi Ar Kung Fu was another good one. Um, let me know when you catch up with things that you've heard of. Will? No, nope, not yet. <laughs> um, and then obviously you had all this, the the uh, scrolling beat 'em ups. Um, early ones like Kung Fu Master, which was fantastic. Um, yeah, Renegade, Double Dragon, those sort of games. Oh no, I played Double Dragon. Ah, see? You can't be that young, then. Uh, it might have been old by the time I got a shot of it, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, it's a good game, mate. It, uh, and uh, Double Dragon 2, the Rosetta Stone, I was just listening to the um, soundtrack to that the other day at work, actually. I've got um, an app on my phone, which is a NES music player. You can download the old NES music files, and I was listening to, um, yeah, a bit of Double Dragon 2. It was pretty cool. I don't really remember the music from it, to be honest. I just remember it was great. It was like your first kind of trip into co-op gaming. Yeah, that's it. The old, the old two-player uh, walking in and out of the screen, walking across, punching people in the face. It's um, it's never bad, was it? Uh, and then I guess in that same kind of vein, you had um, Streets of Rage on the Mega Drive, which I remember playing that in co-op as well quite a lot. And I remember several several actual physical fights between me and my brother over using the special attack too early. <laughs> I remember you used to call in for like a police car show up with a bazooka and shoot everyone on the screen. Yeah. And what else? You had um, Golden Axe. Yeah, Golden Axe. I'd forgotten about Golden Axe, actually. And hitting your mates to get them off the... Remember those little lizard things that used to run about? Yeah, the little dinosaur things. Yeah, and fight, fighting over Kicking the midgets. Well. I used to love kicking the midgets around the campfire. That's amazing. Anything that involves midgets is great, mate. <laughs> Especially sorry, sorry if we have any. Sorry if we have any kind of... Height impaired listeners can only apologise. Um, what else did you have? The Turtles. Did you ever have any of these games? 
Yeah, I played the turtle ones, and I've I've, I've got the um, the one that got reloaded on XBLA a while back as well, and that's still ridiculous. It's the wrong one for me, mate. To be honest, I didn't have the original Turtles game. What I had was Turtles in Time. Yeah, which I think I mentioned on an earlier episode. You did, so, yeah. So I'll leave that. that one a go. I'll leave that one alone. See, other than scrolling ones, I suppose you have got your uh, your one on one beat 'em ups, haven't you? Your classic classic beat 'em up style, really. Um, Mortal Kombat. I imagine you played that one. Yeah, I I, I didn't really enjoy Mortal Kombat. If you remember, was that not the one that was sh- like, like pieced together with live actors or something? Or, yeah, was it, it was. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the first one to do that. The um, before that, you had uh, Pit Fighter, which kind of was sort of motion captured with um, realistic people. C- certainly in the arcade version, the the home machine ports were shit. But um, yeah, Mortal Kombat was was kind of motion captured from from real people, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I didn't enjoy it though. It felt very slow paced. I don't know. When you, I think um, when you ramped up the levels and that, and you you got good at it. Certainly, I remember seeing people that were good at it. I was never very good at Mortal Kombat, to be honest. Yeah. When you could see someone who could put through together all the combos and that, it didn't seem very slow-paced uh, slow pace then. Maybe it was just me then. <laughs> yeah. It was no Street Fighter 2, though, was it? It certainly wasn't Street Fighter 2. That's, that's, that, for most people, is the classic beat-em-up, isn't it? The old Street Fighter 2. Uh, I remember when we were at school, um, there was a, a shop on the way on my work, walk to and from school that had uh, a Street Fighter 2 cab in there, and we were always on it. We'd always get in late from school. We'd always get home late and that, because we, we, we were forever playing it, and uh, that was when I was quite good at Street Fighter. Yeah, and I've already told you all about the the snares we found with the Street Fighter in it, so... Yeah, we so had plenty of games on that when we were younger. That was my experience of that. What about in the later consoles? Well, even not much later than that. I suppose um, the 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 one that came in to try and mix it up a bit was Killer Instinct. Remember that one? No, not at all. So you're talking about uh, Mortal Kombat being slow paced. Killer Instinct was entirely the opposite. Um, when you could get some of the fastest characters on there doing ultra ultra combos, um, I think there was. I remember there was a bird. You used to wear a green and yellow um, like jumpsuit thing, and you could string together this combo, which I think was never ending if you did it properly. Um, need to look up Killer Instinct, mate. It was crazy. I just don't it... play the Game Boy version because it was utter shit. I maybe just look up, up some YouTube footage or something. Yeah, it's a fantastic one, mate. If um, if I can get Killer Instinct into your hands sometime later this year, I, I will do so. Excellent. What about? On like the PlayStation, did you did you play any ones on that? Well, that was the, that was the area when um, things were moving on, weren't they? And the big battle at the time then was Tekken versus Toshinden on the arcade and stuff. See, I had never heard of Toshinden. Oh, but yeah, Battle Arena Toshinden, mate. It was um, when, when Tekken One came out. I remember I used to go to the cinema, um, and there was a Tekken cab and a Toshinden cab right next to each other, and you always had your groups that would gravitate towards one or the other. I like both, to be honest. Right, well, I was always a kind of Tekken man at first, um, but I think it was only really like Tekken 1 and 2. Beyond that, I'd kind of already fallen away from the series. Yeah, the, the, the Tekken's kind of blew Toshinden out of the water by the time the third one came along. Um, Toshinden didn't even make a third game, I don't think, or certainly I've never seen it. Um, Plus it managed to have um, all the memorable characters and stuff, like your Jack and King and stuff like that, do you know what I mean? Did you ever have any interest in Dead or Alive? I didn't play Dead or Alive until uh, 
DOA 3 on the Xbox. Right. I had a copy of Dead or Alive. And I used to enjoy going into the options menu and messing about with the boob physics, which was very classy. (laughs) That's pretty much all I've got to say about that series, mate. (laughs) Had some nice boob physics. Um, I think, apart from that, the only other thing I can really talk about was uh, Soul Blade. Did you ever play that? Great series, yeah. It's it's one of my favourite series, actually. Yeah, it was a great. It was the predecessor to. Soul Calibur. It wasn't the predecessor. It was called Soul Calibur in Japan, but it's called Soul Blade over here. Right. The first but one. I, but I prefer the original Soul Blade. Yeah. If you remember, what you would do is you would have it was very limited. I think you only had like twelve fighters in it, and each one would have their individual weapons, just like they have now. But every time you beat someone, you took a part of their weapon and added it to your own. Oh yeah, I remember so that. The, yeah. So that by the end you would have this like mega weapon incorporating everyone else's weapons to beat the last yeah. boss. Um, I I really liked that mechanic, especially if you had people like, if you started off with the guy that had the nunchucks, became like nunchucks with little blades on them and things like that. It was really Sweet. good. Sweet. Um, anything else for the PlayStation? I don't think so, mate. Um, I think we've we've touched on the main ones. I'm I'm sure there are loads that are missing and, um. I really can't think of them, but as as is our policy, we're not going to go Googling for stuff because we're all going off our, our personal memories, aren't we? So, no, crack on. For me, I don't know if I'm going on too far for you. For me, the next kind of beat-em-up game that I got into was on the Dreamcast. All right, go on then, what was, was that? Couple, it would have been Shenmue, which I already spoke about as well. Yeah, I've already said uh, this is one I haven't played, so go on, tell me all about it. No, um... Obviously, you had the, the kind of big RPG style, like conversation trees and stuff like that, but it was very badly voice acted. But the thing I didn't touch on before was basically you started off and you only knew a handful of moves and a fighting style, but you could choose to do anything you wanted with your time at night after work. And one of the things you could choose to do was go to the park and practice martial art techniques. <laughs> to make a guy look better at fighting, and you could potentially end like the first game being a martial arts master. But this was, you know, if you remember, you were originally supposed to be able to carry your progress across to the next game. Yeah. Um, it wasn't the story like in Mass Effect because the story could only go one way. It was very linear, even though you had the conversation trees. It would always lead to the same thing. Uh, the thing you did carry across was your items and your fighting styles that you'd learned. Okay. So like, so like you would get like a specific kick and you would have several levels of that kick. By the end of it, it would look like something out of a Bruce Lee movie. And that was great. I, I never really got that well. I think I was only like level two in most of my moves because I like to average out on everything. After Dreamcast, what's next? Um, Next up would have been the GameCube for me. All right, yeah. Um, was there any beat ups on the GameCube or only one of note that I can remember. Well, obviously you had just Soul Calibur on that as well and stuff like that, but the only one of note for me would be Super Smash Brothers. Oh, yeah. And just the, I, um, all the different characters all coming together thing. Yeah, it was pretty strange because you had your um, Super Mario, Link, even Princess Zelda. You had fighting in there. Kirby. Kirby was always a, a great favourite of mine. Um, this little marshmallow man, little tiny thing, trying to fight against things. Uh, but it was all about the backgrounds and the collect, the, the kind of power ups that you would collect during the fight. Like you would get to go about and pick up like a, a mushroom 
from Super Mario that would make your guy bigger for fighting, or you could go and collect like a Pokeball, and he would throw it, and one of the Pokemon would come out and fight, or like, do some damage for you, things like that. Yeah. But yeah, and it was all about kind of doing challenges to get extra little these little figure things that you would collect in your menu, and it would give you the history of Nintendo while you played it. But I, it was pretty fun. I didn't have enough people to play on that though. Yeah, was it? Could you have four players at a time on that? Could you? You could, yeah. But I, I had a mate who was interested in playing it every so often with me, but that was it. So I suppose uh, we're up to sort of PlayStation Two sort of level now, aren't we? Um, what what I kind of saw around those times, you're getting more of the realistic sports coming in. There was a lot more boxing games, wrestling games were coming through. Um, did you play any of those? Uh, I played. I felt it was SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah, that, that, it, it became one of those yearly churn it out things, didn't it? And I don't think you could ever get it right with the, the collision detection and stuff like that. You'd always end up with somebody's head halfway through somebody else's arse and stuff. Um, so, And I, I never really liked all the button bashing that going on in those games. Plus the fact that they never kept it the same each year. I don't mean, I know you want games to improve, but keep the button layout similar so that when you pick up the next year, you don't need to spend the next six months trying to figure out how to play it again. Yeah, because it's not like they were easy control systems, either, was it? It was always those convoluted button combos and different things to press. Yeah, no time. Uh, the only other thing I had for the the PlayStation 2 and fighting point of view would have been I had several Dragon Ball Z games, which yeah. I was constantly accused of cheating with my mates because I'd learned all the moves for that because I'm... As you can probably tell by my Twitter name, Majin Willie, I'm a bit of a Dragon Ball Z fanboy. <laughs> so I was all over that stuff, but again, no one would play me at it because I'd got too good. And I had no internet to kind of play against better opponents. <laughs> so that's it. Lose all your friends by beating them up. Nice. What about you, mate? Anything else? Not really. There's a, f- a few things that came through. Like um, I liked like some of the boxing games and stuff. Um I can't remember what console actually. Ready to Rumble? Did you ever see those ones? Those like have, a. I did play that. I played that on the Dreamcast. Now that I think about yeah, it. Yeah, so it must have been about that same sort of era then. It was like um, a cartoony type um, 3D models, wasn't it? But but in a cartoon style. Yeah, boxing. But um, what I liked about it is you had that kind of RPG elements to it for the first time, where you kind of everything you fought, you get several points to spend on your abilities. Yeah, I don't think it was the first time, really, but it, uh, it certainly put it across in a, in a good way, I think. You can build up different stats and stuff. Yeah, so I wasn't actually as interested in the fighting as I was in actually building up my character between fights. So I suppose as you come on to the um, newer consoles, your Xbox, moving on to the, the current gen, the Xbox 360 and PS3, you've um, just been refining the 3D beat-em-ups a bit more already, hasn't it? You're, um, a couple more DOA games. Um, Street Fighter 4. Street Fighter 4, yeah, that was another good one. Um, Virtua, didn't they bring a Virtua Fighter one out? They were always arse. I'm not interested in that. Um, for this current generation, for me, nothing really. I know there's already, there's been other new iterations of Mortal Kombat and Dragon Ball Z and other things like that, but I've not even bothered with any of those. The only thing I bothered with was Street Fighter 4, which every so often I get I got on and get a game with you. Yeah, we've had some good times on uh, Street Fighter 4 and I think we're we're about even all told, don't we? Except that one time where I learned a few. The, this one time, <laughs> where I learned a few of the ultra combos, and you accused me of cheating. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it is them. cheating if you know something that I don't know. Do you not realise this by now? <laughs> I've really enjoyed this generation, um, Soul Calibur 4. Um, and I now, now I know Soul Calibur 5 is out and I haven't got it yet. But I can, I'm expecting big things from that. It's supposed to be amazing. There's also yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom. I've got that. Um, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. That's been pretty good. That's a um, good old 2D style fighter as well. So it's moving away from the, the new 3D stuff. And that's yeah, been plus, okay. you'd think I would be into that considering the fact that I've, I, I love my comics, but I've never ever got around to buying it. I think you. I think you'd like that from the fact that it does have all the comic characters and you've got all the uh, the Marvel guys and there and that. And I suppose that's it then, really. Um, we've we've kind of summed up the latest generation. We've gone all the way through. First of all, I want to pick out a few of your your favourite characters from the games we've talked about. Um, just the big ones, just just to see where you're at. So uh, I'm going to say a game to you. Tell me who your favourite character is. So let's go for uh, Street Fighter. Uh, my favourite character for Street Fighter would be Chun-Li. Really? You surprised me. For aesthetic purposes, mostly. <laughs> I see a pattern developing through this whole podcast of you being an absolute pervert. No, I will, for fighting back in the day, it would always it always used to be Blanca because I loved spamming the button to electrocute everybody and biting people on the, in the face, basically. You are the worst kind of arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, mate? Oh, Street Fighter. Um, oh, I'm torn between two. I'm torn between Ryu and Akuma. Um, go on, Ryu. It's got to be Ryu. He's, he's classic, isn't he? Yeah, he's pretty cool. The only person that may be clo- as close to as being as cool as him would be Sagat. Yeah, Sagat, Sagat was always a good one for me in Street Fighter 2, but I think um, if I had to choose one, I suppose I'd have to choose Ryu. Uh, so, next one, uh, Mortal Kombat. Scorpion. Loved shouting, loved the get over here. <laughs> I couldn't do anything else by that move of him, but I used to, uh, I used to like Raiden. I liked a bit of electric and stuff like that, a bit of lightning. Yeah, he just looked like a dodgy character. Uh, what's that Kurt Russell movie? Um, Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he looked like one of them, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, staying on the classics then, uh, Tekken. <sighs> I don't. Jack. The big robot guy, do you remember? The really? kinda... Yeah, that... the only one I really liked, to be honest. Especially when you got to prototype Jack and he had the kind of glitchy kind of way he would move about and stuff. I used to like him. Plus, he used to, he used to have that high kick where he just booted people right in the face. Yeah, he was a, he was a right old bruiser. I didn't know he was like fighting against Jack. The only Tekken character for me, mate, was Yoshimitsu. He was the only one I could do the 10 hit combo every time. Um, and he was just cool with a sword. Come on, Yoshimitsu. Yeah, Yoshimitsu was pretty cool. Plus, um, he managed to break into another fighting game as well, which I'm guessing you're going to ask me about next. Yeah, I will do. Go on then, Soul Calibur. Who'd you like? Um, who was it? Siegfried, the guy with the big giant sword. See, you, you do like your big bruises, don't you? Yeah, I'm, I'm a fan it's of those cool. kind of characters. Oh, there's so many good ones in Soul Calibur. Um, I remember, I remember Cervantes being pretty badass later on in the iterations. Yeah. When he stopped just looking like a gay pirate and started looking more kind of badass. What's the guy's name? What's the guy? Oh, Voldo was horrible. Um, who's the guy with the sword? Not Mitsurugi. That's a different... <laughs> who's the guy in that game about sword fighting? Who's the guy with the sword? Mitsurugi. Um, proper samurai dude with a katana. I always thought he was badass. I thought you'd have been into the ninja character. I can't remember the name, but... 
There was one that kind of wore ninja, a ninja gi and used to actually do ninjutsu and stuff like that. Yeah, I suppose that would have made sense. But um, no, in this in this occasion, I'll, I'll take Mitsurugi. Any other big fighting games you want to ask me about? If we kind of run out. It's probably not ones that you've played. We could go back through all the I mean, Final Fights and King of Fighters and all them on the old Neo Geos and stuff. Um, I don't remember any characters for any of those. So, Right, go on then. Um, let's move it on to your personal highlight. If you could pick one highlight in the beat up genre for all your gaming so far, hit me with it. My, I mean, obviously at the moment it's, obvious, it's, it's Street Fighter 4, but going back through the generations for one that stands out would be Bushido Blade. Did you ever play that? I've played it a bit, yeah. But this was the one where it was the first time it came in, there was no health bar and there wasn't any combos. You just had swords and if you your sword hit the person on the leg, they wouldn't have the use of the leg for the rest of the fight. And the same with the arms and stuff like that. So you were basically trying to disarm the person and then get the killing blow. Yeah, it always reminds me of the old uh, Monty Python thing, the old Black Knight. <laughs> yeah. Come back and I'll bite Come your back. legs off, you bastards. <laughs> But yeah, I got into that for quite a while. Um, I don't think it was very deep. I can't remember many of the characters or anything like that. I just, I just remember liking the idea that you could actually finish a fight instantly if the person's guard was wasn't up, like the way it would be in real life. What about you, mate? Anything stand out for you? There's so many things, mate. I've, I've played an awful lot of beat ups now. I think about it. Um, one that I, I didn't speak about before, which was really quite good for me. Um, I always remember one holiday we went away um, and we, we got knocking around with some other kids and the cabinet they had in the arcade was uh, WWF WrestleFest. Have you ever seen that one, mate? No. This was a fantastic game. It's all 2D, um, but it was like a, a 3D-ish ring so you could walk in and out of the ring and stuff and you could run across the ring. But um, it, the cab actually had controls for four players and it was classic. You had the old Hulk Hogan, um, Jake the Snake, Sergeant Slaughter, all that sort of era wrestlers. Um, and it was just it was just fantastic. You could do different moves and stuff. It was it was like four players all playing in a Royal Rumble together. Was um, that was that a pound a time? No, no. Back then it was probably only ten p, twenty p, maybe or a shilling or something ridiculous. <laughs> but yeah, that 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 will do for me, mate. There's there's a load more I could talk about, but that, that's one that's in my mind at the moment. So we'll go with that. So how are we finishing this off then, mate? I suppose there's only one way we can do it. Choosing our favourite game, I suppose. All platforms, all time. Will, what is your favourite beat-em-up? Street Fighter. Street Fighter 2 specifically. I even discovered recently um, when I went to a, a games kind of meet-up that I'm better at Street Fighter 2 than I am at Street Fighter 4, even though it's supposedly the same combos. But I don't know, there's just something about that game that I, I think I'll always remember my moves on that one and I'll always be fairly decent at it hopefully would that be the arcade version or are you, are you harking back to your SNES one that you liked no no back to the original SNES your original like eight characters um, Chun-Li mostly to be honest yeah that's a good shout mate and I think I'm going to have to agree with you um, Street Fighter 2 is just classic it's it had the right mix of characters it, it had the ranged characters it had the short ranged characters it had the overpowered stupid M. Bison I can't see any other beat up giving me as many good times over the years. So, would you say that you're the same edition, the the classic edition, vanilla, or would you say that you like the like super duper hyper turbo fighting edition? 
I think the uh, the the hyper fighting one was good. It's probably a little bit too fast for me, but um, just to keep it slightly different for you, yeah, I'll, I'll go the uh, turbo hyper fighting edition. So that pretty much wraps up our chat about beat 'em ups, doesn't it? Um, I we've probably missed out plenty of games, but feel free to give us a shout on Twitter or through the email and let us know what you think. If there's anything that we missed. Yeah, there's bound to be some stuff that uh, people can remind us of, mate. But like we say, we're going off the memories we've got. Um, so, yeah, let us know um, if you've got anything to say about this or anything else we say on the show. Um, or if you've got any suggestions about genres or games we can talk about in the coming episodes. Feel free to get in touch with us. Our Twitter is at console underscore ninjas. Um, you can also reach us on the email at console ninjas podcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, feel free to hit us up anytime. Thanks for listening. And if you've got nothing else to say, Will, we'll call it a day. Yep, nothing else, but hi, guys. Cheers, thanks a lot.